Welcome to the High Achievers Club. This podcast is for you, the big dreamer, goal getter, ceiling breaker, trailblazer, and quota crusher. You're in the right place if you want unstoppable success without sacrificing yourself and your sanity in the process. I'm your host, Becca Powers, best-selling author of Harness Your Inner CEO. And here at the High Achievers Club, you will get the tools you need to have a professional and personal life that thrives beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome to another episode of the High Achievers Club. Hackers, I have a great guest for you today in the spirit of staying on the themes of overs for this week's podcast. I have a dear friend. She, I call her like my earth angel because seriously, I don't know that I would have been able to navigate life and my career without her. But if you've read Harness Your Inner CEO, you know her as Jessica, but I know her as Jessie. So let me introduce to you, Miss Jessie Andres. And Jessie, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. It is a pleasure to be here, Rebecca. I have waited so many months for this time as you are developing your podcast. So greetings, everyone, to this end. My name is Jesse Andres. I am based in South Florida, have been a part of Rebecca's inner circle now, going back since, I want to say 2013, right, Rebecca? Mm-hmm. And maybe even a little earlier, 11, I think. Right. Oh, my goodness. It's been a very long time. <laughs> and with that, Rebecca and I sort of kind of grew up in the startup industry when it came to the tech sales, having our first job at a startup company. And, you know, with that being said, throughout the years, we have certainly grown within our careers, have beat some numbers and personal goals, and have also landed some pretty incredible roles for those companies that were in our wish list as to where did I want to work at and where do I want to achieve? So with that, I'm very happy to be here, guys, to share my story. Yay. So one of the things that I love about Jesse is, again, if you haven't read the book, there's a lot in there, but Jesse and I are both manifestors. And when we're together, miracles happen, guys. But also in, in our pursuit for more and in our pursuit for success, both of us have had costs to that. Both of us have high achiever in our blood. So we find ourselves very easily overworking. And so that's what I want to talk to Jesse about today. Jesse is married now with three kids and in the pursuit of just life, right? Her life evolved. She got married, had kids, and still had this like mega career, which she always prioritized first. And just to kind of set the table of where the conversation is going to go, there was a cost to putting the success first. And, you know, here at the High Achievers Club, we talk about how to achieve success without having to sacrifice yourself and well-being in the process. So Jesse's story is absolutely incredible. So Jesse, I'm going to turn it over to you. And the first question that I want to ask is, how did that story start to unfold for you? Yeah, absolutely. That's a good segue there. So just to give you some background, for me, one of my goals and dreams was always to have kids. Got married in my mid-ish 30s. And, you know, with that, it was like, I want to have a baby right away. Like, I just, you know, it's something that I just, it was in my DNA to be a mom. And, you know, with that, I figured going back, looking at how I was raised, I always wanted to make sure that I had specific foundation put in place, which was for me, 
I'm very traditional. So I wanted to, you know, be married and I then wanted to just have the kids. But what was really important to me was to be able to have the financial ground that my parents did not have. I didn't come from like wealth at all. I mean, if anything, my parents struggled a lot and they worked two to three jobs just to put me and my sister through private school growing up in New York because our neighborhood was so rough. So it was important for me to own a home and have my child growing up in a home. And with that, we immediately got pregnant and that was amazing. And I didn't know how to balance a career and being a mom. It was really challenging for me. Graciously enough, I was grateful that my husband did have, let's call her Thea Betty, which we all know about, (laughs) even my customers. Thea Betty with the bows. Thea Betty would just do, just, she was remarkable and has passed five and a half years of my life from helping me with my children, pretty much being a live-in, right? To help me and my husband from cooking to like cleaning to just helping me out. But what I want to say with that is I had my daughter and I still didn't feel complete, right? I still kind of felt a bit empty, like I'm not done yet. So sure enough, I went back into, okay, listen, we have one more shot at this. I'll go for baby number for me was two because my son is my stepson who we have custody of. And with that, we went for my last baby. And I remember literally working for a company that I was at and pretty much being at my court at nine months, right? So I was like, okay, I made my number. I achieved my number. Yeah, you rocked it. It was pretty impressive. What am I doing? But I did. And I literally just got my last order in, had the baby and something happened in that maternity timeframe, right? Where I was on maternity leave, which I literally get an email on LinkedIn and it was a recruiter reaching out for one of the companies that was on my wish list to work for my dream company with a dream role. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm looking at my baby and she's six weeks old. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just reply. What do I have to lose? And I replied. And that led into having a few meetings with this company or so. And I always have been a firm believer that if things happen organically and naturally, it's meant to be. If you have to force conversations to happen and force your way into the interview process and force your way to telling the employer what they want to hear for them to like you, it's not a good fit. That's not good synergy, right? It's got to be organic growth. And with this company, Everything happened organically from the leaders to the teammates, to the customer base, to the role. It was something that was more new for me because I was selling into a new product segment that I never sold into before and also a new persona, meaning... You were spending more time at the executive suite. Executive suite, which I didn't have a lot of experience in, to be frank with you. So long story short, I got the job and literally I lived in my job. And I landed my dream role with the accounts all here in my backyard. And that to me, I was so excited about that moment. I just could still relive it now. I was just so happy about it. And I was like, okay. I remember when you called me and we're like, Back up. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I'm looking at my daughter who at the time was turning four months. And I literally just looked at her and I'm like, Thea Betty. And my, I told my husband, you guys got to help me because I'm going into this new role. And we know how it is when it comes to onboarding for a few months. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like full commitment. Exactly. Schedule's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So with that, I started, I focused on not even running, but sprinting. It was a sprinting marathon. And that sprint lasted about two years when it came to onboarding, expanding, bringing that new logos in, adding value. I mean, a lot of work went into it. And I was very 
throughout the whole time, I was excited because I was like, yeah, I'm just crushing me. Building this business, making money. (laughs) But it came at a cost. And I remember telling you one day, I was like, fast forward, I don't remember, and this is so sad, but I do not remember the time with my youngest child. Like the Mm -hmm. first year and a half to two years, I have very little memories. I don't have any memories of her crawling. I don't have any memories of her taking her first walk, her first haircut. I don't have those memories, like those milestone memories that as a parent, you could go back saying, hey, and when you were this age, I remember when you first did that, nothing. And that came at a cost, right? And that where I was like, oh my goodness, it was a choice that I made, but you could have all the money. And even though we are now financially stable, thank goodness, it's sad, right? Because I have those memories for my middle child, but I don't have any memories for my baby. Yeah. I remember when you first started sharing that with me, I think we both, (laughs) we both cried, but I really do it so much. I mean, I had some years, as you know, where I was with a company where I was at 12 hours a day down in Boca. And I missed out on the middle school years of my kids too. I remember specifically, like we have those moments in time where you get the aha and I'm feeling you too, as you were sharing that story, I started tearing. But I remember coming home from work one day and just being completely exhausted, had my purse on my shoulder still and the kids run up to me and they're like, mom, let me tell you about our day, blah, blah, blah. And like big, happy smiles, you know? And I should have been like, in a spot where I'm smiling back, hugging my kids. And instead I'm like, let me put my fucking purse down. That is literally what I said. So I look back on those moments too. I'm like, God, how many motherhood moments did I miss in the pursuit of my career and stuff? So, and I think what we're talking about is just really important for listeners too, because with a high achieving profile, there's definitely an element of grinding. I still grind, but there is a way to grind without so much cost associated to it. So I want to change the conversation a little bit and just ask like, how do you go about things now? Or what were some of your primary lessons learned? Hello there, hackers. Pausing the podcast for a moment, because you know, I'm all about breaking up those burnout cycles and getting you to your peak potential. So I wanna offer an opportunity for you to self-assess whether you're in burnout or not. So if you go to beccapowers.com forward slash burnout, there's a free assessment for you there. All right, let's get back to the show. Yeah, so primary lesson learned for me was one of the greatest gifts that you could give your kids is time. That's it. It's time. Your presence. Now Mm -hmm. that my kids are six and four, and I also have a 14-year-old, which is a different topic in itself, I've managed to set boundaries, right? Yeah, I go hard because I think it's in our DNA to always go hard, to be that powerhouse. But at the same exact time, I now establish time for my children, whether it's having dinner a few times a week and all of us sitting in our dining room table without phones, without the TV, and just having authentic conversations like, how did your day go? And they'll ramble on and ramble on. And, right. and they even make up stories with that. But it's so cute. <laughs> they're excited that they're being heard. I remember two years ago or so, my middle child was like, mommy, can I go to gymnastics? She's hearing that from school at, from VPK. And I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to get this girl in gymnastics with what time? And I was going to defer it to my mom, to mom, dad, Raul, my husband, to be like, okay, something else to add on your plate, gymnastics. 
And I felt sad, like, you know what? I should be able to take her to gymnastics. I should be able to take her to acrobat class. So I set that in place that I communicated with my leader, like, listen, here's the days that I'm taking my kids to just so that they know, right? Their after school activities and just doing that. And it's been now about a year and a half since my kids have been in these after school activities has made me so happy that I take them on Thursdays. It's my time to be with them. And I just feel like such an awesome parent because I'm not relying on the help or having to hire a babysitter to go ahead and do that task, that I am their mother and I'm building those memories with them. I'm seeing them do their first cartwheel and their first tumble rumble. That's awesome. And I just feel so good about that, right? So I would just sit here and say is, listen, I mean, a lot of us, like for me, I'm the breadwinner in my family. And my husband sacrificed a lot to be able to allow me to work on my career. It's now his turn with his business venture as well. So we got to communicate and find that balance of how are we going to do it this week? If I have trouble coming up, it's just all about communication. But going back two years ago at that place where I was at about just working so much that I didn't have any family time is somewhere where I vowed never to be again. Yeah, for sure. And I'm so proud of your journey too, because you really have put you and your family first. And I would beg to say that you might be a little happier than you were before. Oh, much happier. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I have my days, like I'm noticing now I started another new job, like go figure, right? (laughs) Happens every three years. (laughs) Always like, what else is the next challenge for me? I have already conquered all of this. And what's the next unicorn? And with that or so, and I find myself putting the hours in, but I also have an alarm as well that I'm like, okay, I need to take a break. I need to go out for a walk. I need to go to the gym. The gym is something else that I incorporated for mental health. For me, sitting down at your desk for 10 hours or eight hours is not healthy. It's not healthy. We have to move and you just eat and have calls. And that's just not healthy. Like I just can't do that. With COVID, I think it really impacted a lot of our mental health and our physical health as well, where a lot of people put weight on. And that's something that we hear all the time. And I'm like, no, I'm not going there at all. So I make sure that my gym is my happy place where I feel like even if I don't do the whole exercise where I go to, which is kind of like a CrossFit, at least if I can do 70% of that exercise, I feel happy about myself. That's awesome. And you know what I have found, and I would love to hear your opinion on this, I mean, you've seen my journey too, where I've had to really prioritize my health and well-being and the family. I mean, years ago, I would say all of it was at jeopardy, right? So it's like a lot of prioritization on my part to get my ducks in order. But what I wanted to share and what I think is so important for anybody listening and also who might be in a very grinding time period of their life, especially if you are starting a new job or you're starting a new career, you find yourself in that momentum. Has your success been at risk as a result or have you done better? That's a really good question. I was thinking about that because I knew that was going to basically come up. I'll be honest with you. Time management is crucial for us, right? We know that time management is crucial. I think I would have been as just as successful as I was two years ago, just balancing my time correctly because I wasn't traveling. All my customers were here. It was time management, doing a proposal at eight or nine o'clock at night, And then beating myself up, sometimes the numbers being inaccurate because I'm just so tired, having to redo it again in the morning and double check my work that sometimes just wasn't accurate. I'm just honestly, I'm yeah, absolutely. Looking back now and with what I've applied in the past year and a half, no, I know 
when my brain is on fire. Like I know the timing when I thrive, which is between, I don't know, 7.30 a.m., 8 o'clock a.m. to 11.30 a.m. I'm on fire. I was going to say my zone's like 8 to 12, baby. <laughs> like I can knock out some stuff. <laughs> I need to take a break then, which is that that's my gym time. And I could still probably go until like, I don't know, six-ish or so. It all depends on the actual day and how many meetings I have or so. But I would say is my best work and my best outcome is when I am all in, right? Which is typically for me in the mornings. Yeah. You know, I recently saw a survey just for anyone listening to, it was just like a LinkedIn poll or whatever, but about 70% of people, their zone is from eight to 12. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you know that about yourself, you get your core work done then that way on the back half of the day, Maybe you're handling lighter meetings or calls from, you know, you take calls from the car or whatever you have to do to kind of get the whole formula. And, but I just thought that was interesting that you said that. I was like, I actually just read that the other day. Yeah, that's a good point though. So yeah, that's what I focus on. I literally for myself, I'm all about organization, right? I've learned to become organized now, especially with kids and everything else. So I always put together a plan for a week, my objectives and goals, and then a plan for the day as well. And if I have any meetings that week, I'll typically do prep meetings two days before that meeting happens or so, review the content with my team, kind of go through it or so, and make sure that we can make any final adjustments. But preparation is key, right? Always. I love that. Could you just drop some mad truth? And for the listeners too, when you're trying to do it all, these type of things that Jesse's talking about, look at your week ahead, look at your day, get those to-do lists, start your prep two to three days ahead of time. In the very beginning of this call too, you said you got recruited on LinkedIn. I'm such a big advocate of always having your LinkedIn updated as well. But these things, especially when you're talking about the practical, look how you look at your week and how you look at your day are game changers for us, Mm -hmm. right? Because especially when you are in high performance sales, your day could go sideways. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) At any moment, right? So like at least having a view into what your week looks like is so helpful because you know one at least one if not two of the days is not going to go as planned. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, a planning for me is just critical. That's just part of my success and just being organized or so. And then of course if we're dropping nuggets of jewels is knowing your customers, like knowing your customers as if you were to work for them, right? Or with them, alongside with them. So Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we're coming up on time, so I want to throw one more Jesse bomb of wisdom at the listeners. So what would you like to share with them? If they had to take away one thing, what would you want it to be? Yeah, for those listening right now that have resonated with my story or that are in this industry or any kind of industry, right? That you're looking at starting a family, communicate with your husband, right? And just kind of figure out what the plan is. And also just make sure that one thing that you can't get back is time, right? I wish someone would have told me that very small piece of, I mean, we all know that, right? But living it is different or so. So make sure that time is valuable. How are you going to use that time today? And I would just sit here and say is that for me, my family comes first, right? I was always a career first person. Up until I got married, I had to make a change or so, but that change didn't really happen until a few years ago, right? So I'm a work in progress or so. And yeah, Rebecca, it was great to have me on. Thank you so yes, much. Yes, I am so happy that 
you came on and trust you will be back because you are my Jesse and we do this we do this together. So you're gonna sign off with the woo woo team awesome. Yeah, woo woo team awesome. Okay, so that's like a side story, but we really named ourselves Team Awesome. I'm just letting you guys know. We did, yeah. Back when we were established, it was just so funny because we hadn't really quickly put together a theme for our account base. And yes. we pretty much annoyed everyone at Strip Logic. And till this day, that theme has is still alive and still thriving. Yeah, people are like, oh my gosh, they still will sometimes like post a picture, like if we do like a selfie together or something, and we'll hashtag Team Awesome. And people are like, oh my God, 10 years later. Their eyes, like they're still good. <laughs> we will never get a bit up. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, on that note, Team Awesome. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming on the show, Jess. Okay. Bye. Well, hackers, that concludes today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, share on social. Follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, all at the same handle at Becca Powers 1313. Share this episode, tag me in it. And if you really, really love the episode, please rate and review it too. It's the best way to show a podcast host some love. Like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg said, till the next episode. See you then.